0: Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Mailbag Monday, September 14th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 207th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free, wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope everyone enjoyed their weekend with football finally coming back into our lives. Quick shout out to the Chicago Bears for barely being able to come back for a win against the Detroit Lions yesterday. And also shout out to Alec Mills for pitching a no-hitter for the Chicago Cubs in their dominant 12-0 victory. It was a really good Sunday for Chicago sports. But now let's talk about some hockey and dive into some of the latest news that we got from over the weekend. And I want to start the episode today by talking about Robin Leonard and his contract situation with the Vegas Golden Knights while they are in the midst of their postseason run. And if you uh, tuned into Friday's episode, then you probably heard me break some news live on the show that Leonard supposedly signed a 5-year, $25 million contract extension with the Vegas Golden Knights, but since then, we've heard Leonard speak to the media and say that these reports are not true and that nothing has been finalized yet. But he very well could just be saying this because he wants to keep the focus on their series against the Dallas Stars. It wouldn't be a surprise move from a hockey player to go this route. They're always so humble and so professional, especially during the playoffs. So I I do still believe that the reports of Leonard having this contract agreement with Vegas to be true. David Pagnota was the one to break this news and He's usually a pretty reliable source, so I do think that Leonard has this deal done behind closed doors and is just waiting for the postseason to be over. And if the twenty-five million dollar mark is true, wow, is that going to affect the market for goaltenders this off season? They're probably shaking their shaking their heads and fists in disbelief of Robin Leonard, uh, because. If Robin Leonard, who has proven himself as one of the premier goaltenders in this league, if he's making just $5 million for the next five years, combine that with the market already expected to go down because of the salary cap situation with COVID-19, then I don't know who is going to be willing to break the bank for a guy like Braden Holpe or Jacob Markstrom. Like, there have been rumors that Jacob Markstrom is looking for $6 million per year in free agency this offseason, and well, if Leonard is going to be signing for $5 million, then it's going to be a lot tougher for a team to be willing to pay Jacob Markstrom that number. And the craziest part of all of this to me is that we're coming off an off season last year where Sergei Bobrovsky signed a deal for $10 million per year. Like, goalies were getting paid. So, if COVID doesn't happen and things just proceeded as normal, then I think Leonard is looking at arguably $8 million per year or something along those lines and... Look, I honestly think he could still have gotten around 7 in this market if he really wanted to see what he could get, the absolute maximum. But I believe that he took a significant discount to play with a really sound group like the Golden Knights for the next five years. I think he knows the opportunity that is there in front of him with those core players. They're really a really deep team. And he's a guy who has never been on a successful team in the past. And now that he is finally starting to get a taste of it, it wouldn't surprise me in the least, knowing the kind of guy that Leonard is, to hear that he took a nice discount to stay out in Vegas. But of course, this is all speculation at the moment. A final deal has not been confirmed by all sides. But once the off season hits, we very likely could see Robin Leonard sign a multi year contract extension with the Vegas Golden Knights. And the off season for Vegas actually may be coming any day now, as they currently find themselves down 3-1 to in the Western Conference Final against the Dallas Stars. Wow. After an Alex Radulov OT winner in Game 3, Dallas came out on top in another one-goal game in Game 4 by a final score of 2-1. That game took place on Saturday night. And once again, Vegas played well enough to win, arguably. They outshot Dallas by 13 and certainly had their chances to win this one. But Anton Kudobin stood tall in net to make 32 saves for the victory. And the Stars are now just one win away from the Stanley Cup Final. Who would have thought? They're playing such a great brand of hockey right now. They got everything rolling. Their superstars are playing great. Miro Haskinen, Joe Pavelski, Jamie Benn, Alex Radulov are leading the way. And then their depth pieces are chipping in to do their part and the defense is just so deep with Haskinen, John Klingberg, Asa Lindell, not to mention Jamie Alexiak and Andre Sekera and that's a really solid top 5 they have on the back end down in Dallas. And then Anton Kudobin, he basically just took the number 1 goaltender position and ran with it in these playoffs. Ben Bishop hasn't been playing at all and... That's interesting to see because they have four more years of Ben Bishop at nearly $5 million per year, but Kudobin, he's just been playing great. He's won that starting job in these playoffs, and fortunately for him, it comes in a contract year, so he'll definitely be cashing in during the offseason, and I personally think he's played himself out of the Blackhawks' price range as of late, so... There you have it. Dallas is up 3-1 to on Vegas, actually. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I don't think anyone saw Dallas going up 3-1 to against the Colorado Avalanche, either. And Game 5 of the Western Conference Final is tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time, so we'll see if the Golden Knights can hold off the Stars on the brink of elimination. And then out in the Eastern Conference, the Tampa Bay Lightning also nabbed a 3-1 series lead with a Game 4 victory last night. They won that game 4-1 to over the New York Islanders after falling behind one nothing They go on to score 4 unanswered to take a commanding series lead. Braden Point was back in the lineup for Tampa after a bit of an injury scare. He winds up with 2 points, and the Lightning are also now just one win away from the Stanley Cup Final, and... I just don't think there's a team out there that can keep up with the depth of Tampa Bay. They're loaded at every position. They have tons of veteran experience, and I really see them winning the Stanley Cup. I predicted it before the playoffs even started, and right now that outcome seems pretty likely as they have taken it to a really good Islanders team so far in this series. That Game 5 will be on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central Time as well. So some big games coming up in the next two days both the islanders and golden knights are on the brink of elimination and we'll see if either team is able to pull off a playoff miracle comeback with their seasons on the line all right i think that takes care of all the latest news from the stanley cup playoffs that took place over the weekend coming up in just a minute is the return of our weekly mailbag monday fan segment where I answer a couple of questions from a pair of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about Roman. Roman handles everything from treatment to delivery of brand name ED medication. Genuine doctor-prescribed medication from US licensed physicians. Go to getroman.com/slash lockdown nhl today, and if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. Roman can be prescribed online and delivered right to your front door, so be sure to go to getroman.com slash today. and if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment from U.S. licensed physicians. I also need to talk to you all about DoorDash, which is the best place to order the food you love online or through the DoorDash app. DoorDash has all your favorite eats near you for order delivery and for pickup with real-time order updates, contact-free delivery, and loads of restaurant reviews from other users. Right now, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps. Once again, DoorDash is the best place to order your favorite food online for order delivery or for pickup. And if you use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Locked on Blackhawks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at Jack Bushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you may listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. So we just finished talking about Robin Leonard's contract situation and the latest updates from both the Eastern and Western Conference Final. Now that will bring us to our Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The first question comes from Zachary Anderson, whose Twitter handle is at Zand6586. And Zachary asked, What is the key to Adam Boquist taking the next step next season? Well, Zachary, for me, I think the biggest thing for Boquist right now is getting him as many reps as possible at NHL speed. And this is why I will always argue that the playoff experience that the Blackhawks and their young players got this year is well worth falling a little bit in the NHL draft. I really believe that. Uh, And I know Boquist... Struggled in the playoffs and didn't really provide much of anything to this team, but at least he got the experience and he knows what he has to improve on to get to that next level because now he's seen how good you have to perform in these playoffs to be successful. So I think right now... Just getting Boquist a full season of NHL experience is the biggest thing for him. I think his offensive game is going to translate well the more and more comfortable that he gets and just the more experience he gets in the offensive zone, but I was honestly surprised at how well Boquist played defensively this season. A lot of the scouting reports on him said that he was going to be a subpar defender at the NHL level. But he handled his own. He moved the puck well, I thought, and he did his best to stay out of areas where he would struggle, like along the boards and in the corner battles and whatnot. So uh, I expect him to only get better and better on the defensive end of things as he gets older and hopefully throws on some more weight. And let's not forget, this kid just turned 20 less than a month ago. So he's still very raw and inexperienced. So Zachary, for me, I think the biggest thing for Boquist in order to take that next step next year is just to get as much experience as he can because once he gets a feel for the pace of the game and the speed and all the little details, he's going to be a really effective player with his skill set. He's made for today's NHL. And I really believe that he's going to be a solid number two defenseman for this team down the line, and possibly even a number one if he can become a sturdy enough defender in his own zone. The second question I want to answer comes from Morgan Walton, who emailed in the Locked On Blackhawks email, which is locked on blackhawks, all one word, at gmail.com. If any of you have any questions, please feel free to shoot them my way. But Morgan asked, which Blackhawks free agents do you see the team re-signing this offseason? Well, to start off, we know that the Blackhawks, at the moment at least, they have a little over $8 million in cap space, and their pending free agents are Corey Crawford, Malcolm Subban, Dominic Kubalik, Dylan Strom, Drake Kajula, and Slater Cuckoo. So, out of this bunch... Subban is the only one I can a hundred percent say will not be back next season. The Hawks already have Colin Delia, Kevin Lankinen, and Matt Tompkins in the system, plus very likely another goaltender, whether it be Crawford or not. We'll get into in a second, but I fully expect uh, Colin or not Colin Delia, Malcolm Subban to be gone in this off season. But I also fully expect the Blackhawks to bring back both Dylan Strome and Dominic Kubalik. Uh, and I know that is where a significant amount of that eight million dollars could go with both guys probably getting somewhere around the three point five to four million dollar mark, but those are the two you need to keep around because they have the highest ceilings and a lot of untapped potential still, and they're both still so young and to me, it would just be a heartbreaker to see either of those guys go on to another team at this point of this career of their careers, excuse me. But as for Drake Kajula and Slater Cuckoo, I just did not see how this team will be able to afford either of those guys. Even if they do buy out Olimata and Zach Smith, you still got to get Strom, Kubalik, and a goaltender. So I personally just don't see it happening, which is sad because both guys were playing really well in the postseason, but they both could be joining... The extensive list of cap casualties because of Stan Bowman as the Blackhawks' general manager. And that leaves us with Corey Crawford, who of course has been rumored to have been offered a one-year, somewhere near $3.5 million contract from the Blackhawks. And after hearing what Robin Leonard may be signing for in Vegas, potentially a 5x5, the one-year $3.5 million contract could sound a whole lot better to Corey Crawford at the moment. And we've heard him say that he doesn't care about salary this time around. All he cares about is playing time. And the Blackhawks can offer him that for the 2020-2021 season. So for me, something deep down just tells me that Crawford and the Hawks are going to be able to reach an agreement. I just don't see a better option on the free agent market for a reasonable price So I think the Hawks need Crawford for this season. He wants to be a starter, and he can have that opportunity in Chicago once again where he's played his whole career, where he's basically grown up into an adult. So Morgan, I... Oh, excuse me. I personally think the Blackhawks will sign Corey Crawford, Dominic Kubelik, and Dylan Strome from their group of free agents. And once again, just as a reminder, free agency opens up at 11 a.m. Central Time on October 9th, which is less than a month away. So the Blackhawks are going to have to make some tough decisions here real soon. And I am definitely interested to hear some news break about all of those situations. All right, I think that will wrap up our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment. Zachary and Morgan, thank you for taking the time to shoot me those questions, and I hope I gave you the answers you were looking for. Okay, now I think that will take us to our daily Blackhawks 2020 postseason recap segment, where I take a look at one player and discuss how they fared for the Blackhawks in their short postseason run. the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at Jack Bushman2 or at talkin' hockey. Or you can also always email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, myself, or anything that has to do with the remainder of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay, we just wrapped up our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer some questions from a pair of Lockdown Blackhawks listeners. Now it is time for our daily Blackhawks 2020 postseason recap segment with today's feature being 29-year-old shutdown defenseman Calvin Dehan. So Dehan was acquired by the Blackhawks in late June of 2019 as part of that lopsided trade that sent Gustav Forsling and Anton Forsberg to the Carolina Hurricanes and then DeHaan and forward prospect Alexi Sorella were sent to the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange, which was just a straight cap dump by Carolina, and Dehan, he was off to a strong start with the Hawks uh, in the beginning of the 2019-20 regular season before he unfortunately re-injured the same shoulder that he had surgery on in the previous offseason, which would wind up costing him the remainder of the regular season, and if not for COVID, Dehan would have missed the entire of the year, even if the Hawks did make the playoffs, but after the, uh, after the three and a half month pause, DeHaan was able to rehab his injured shoulder and return for the qualifying round series against the Edmonton Oilers, which was a tremendous boost for the Blackhawks defensive unit that really struggled in the regular season without DeHaan. Uh, so Dehan comes back, and he was immediately paired with Connor Murphy to create the team's shutdown pairing on the second pairing. And the, the two, even though they spent a lot of time in their own zone, I thought they handled the pressure well and sort of established a bend-but-not-break mindset on defense. Uh, because throughout the postseason, whenever I would go and look at the Hawks' D pairs and look at their Corsi percentages— Calvin DeHaan and Connor Murphy were always around 30 to 40% together, which is not ideal. Uh, But that's not too surprising given where they spent most of their ice time. But what was surprising is that in the nine games of postseason action, Calvin DeHaan was a minus in just one game, which was game two against the Oilers, the only game of the qualifying series that the Blackhawks lost. But besides that, even... All five games against the Vegas Golden Knights, Kelvin DeHaan was either even or a positive for the other eight games of the playoffs. And that is really impressive when you consider, the one, the amount of ice time that he was seeing. He was playing around 20 minutes per night. And two, where he was playing most of that ice time, him and Connor Murphy were always in the defensive zone. The defensive-minded specialists for the Blackhawks were going to see, we knew they were going to see a lot of time in that defensive zone. But I thought they handled it really well, especially against a really good offensive team like Vegas. So in total... Dehan played in all nine games for the Blackhawks, and he finished with one assist, a plus one plus minus rating, 10 shots on goal, 27 blocks, and 19 hits, while averaging 20 minutes and 32 seconds of ice time per game. So, Dehan was a bit of a stat stuffer on the defensive side of things, averaging three shot blocks a game and over two hits, and while he did only pick up one point offensively, that has never been his bread and butter. He had just one point in 12 playoff games during the Carolina Hurricanes' uh, impressive postseason run last year. He's just not an offensive-minded guy. He never will be, but he's such a strong defender, and for how much he and Murphy were put in tough spots, like I said, for DeHaan to come out with those kind of numbers makes me really impressed. I know a a lot of people were upset that He's such a one-way player for the amount of money that he makes. He makes over $4 million per year. But the reality of the situation is the Blackhawks need more players like Calvin DeHaan who are willing to go to the dirty areas and sacrifice their body for the greater good of the team. So considering all of this, I am going to give Calvin DeHaan a B-plus for his play in the postseason. There were definitely times where I thought he and Murphy were getting cycled uh, too easily in their own zone, so that's why I didn't give DeHaan an A, but I thought the duo, him and Murphy, I thought they did a really good job to prevent high-danger scoring chances, whether it be by blocking shots or with an active stick. They did their job in both rounds to keep the Blackhawks close, so... To see that DeHaan was only a minus once in nine games, that really surprised me. So I was really impressed by Calvin DeHaan's efforts this postseason. And plus, prior to the playoffs, he hadn't played in nine months. So I think a B-plus is more than a deserving grade for what Calvin DeHaan provided the Blackhawks this postseason. Alright, so I think that is going to wrap up Calvin DeHans' 2020 postseason recap and Monday, September 14th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news from both the Eastern and Western Conference Final. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, Or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.